to the second version of the Women's Rugby Pod this week. She's still Rachel Burford. She's still a World Cup winner, amongst others. And I'm still Johnny Howard. It's a massive week for Women's Rugby. The Women's Six Nations kicks off this week, standalone, all by itself. On Pod 1, we heard from the England camp. We heard from Italy and from France. In this pod, we're going to concentrate on the Celtic Nations. We're going to hear from Dr. Rachel Malcolm, the Scotland captain, ahead of their game against the old enemy. The new Ireland captain, Nicola Friday, joins us from the Emerald Isle. From one captain to another, let's go now to Wales and Sean Lillycrap, the now professional rugby player. Sean Lillycrap, the Wales captain, thank you so much for joining us on the pod again. Wanted to get the big dogs on this week. It's a big week, so get the big dogs on. Um, how are you, COVID kid? Yeah, I'm good. I'm fighting fit and well. Thankfully, it didn't hit me hard. And um, yeah, was in and out pretty rapid, which I'm, I'm grateful for because <laughs> that's the problem is with COVID. You don't know how long that line's going to appear for, how badly it's going to affect you. But um very grateful that I didn't get a bad experience and I'm back in training back in camp with the girls and preparing for Ireland so all good and super excited good I'm pleased that's the that's the personal bits out of the way glad you're fitting well and firing um let's just whiz back before we, we look forward obviously um to to the game of the weekend and, and your preparations and what have you uh but talking about those preparations how how was USA enjoy that yeah really enjoyed it obviously the USA are a good outfit uh athletic fast uh physical team um it was we got exactly what we wanted out of that fixture. I think we played 35 girls as a squad. So, you know, a huge amount of rotation, especially that second half, um, you know, changes, a lot of changes happening. But that was good. Everyone had an opportunity. We managed to look at some plays, look at some of our structures, looked at what, what works and given us something to review, reflect and work on over the last two weeks now heading into the campaign. So we got exactly what we needed out of it. And USA were a great team to, to host and um, play against. And that was, that was, yeah, we really enjoyed the occasion. Nice, nice and physical. Um, yeah. How is it then being a professional player going into yeah. a six nations? That's unprecedented playing warm up games. I mean, it, it's just dreamsville, isn't it? I mean, but you know, in all seriousness, how, how much different is it? How much more of a spring is there in your, in your step of it? Is it, is it very noticeable? Yeah, I feel it massively. Um, it is hugely noticeable. I feel fresh. I feel excited. I feel, we feel more confident and the bonds as well that we create because we're in each other's company a lot more as, as players is massive. Like we're loving every moment. We're loving the journey. Um, at first, I think I didn't know myself, Johnny. I was like, what? I haven't got all these WhatsApp messages to reply to, all these emails. Like, I've got nothing else to worry about apart from training and playing. Uh, but now that we're in full swing of it, I'm loving every moment and relishing it, really. And we all are. So, you know, we're extremely grateful. We're making every every rep count. And we're excited now to see, really, you know, it's it's hard. Performance doesn't change overnight, like, that's what performance is about and performance sport it, t- it takes time but we're two or three months in and the way we feel as individuals and collectively is, is a positive place so 
I think we're just excited to see how we measure and how our performances go in the Six Nations. Well, either great minds think alike or you're just very, very good at this. I suspect it's probably the, the latter because I'm just going to move on to my next question being, is that what the, the Welsh public are, are going to see, actually? It's, it's that, that psychological stuff actually coming together. It's going to take a little bit more longer for the physical stuff as fully professional athletes to, to kick in. It's probably a little early to, to see those gains just yet, but actually you as a team coming together, that's what we're really going to see. Would that, would that be fair? Yeah, I think, I think you just nailed it there to be fair. It's, it's about us coming together as a team and being able to execute what we, we work on and on the training field, um, be able to put it into play and feel like we can execute it and have the confidence to try stuff because we've had time to practice it and work on it. And, you know, the best bit for me as well as a professional player now is you've got time to work on those individual skills that you need to work on. And that might not be high intensity stuff. That could be like me looking at eight stuff at the back of the scrub, my delivery, my process, which before like that almost neglected. You're looking at team stuff, right? What do we need to do to go in? You're in training, you're, you're home and you're working. So all of those little bits, we've all had an opportunity to start dipping our hand in and working on them and and we're seeing gains so like if we're seeing gains in a short space of time I'm just excited to see what this squad can truly do with more time more resource and you know it that's the exciting bit really we're, just, we're only now entering into this world so yeah we're just looking forward to seeing how far we've come what we can what we've already learned how we put that into play because that will give us a taste of how far we can go you know yeah, absolutely. You look excited. It's lovely. Yeah. You, you genuinely look excited. Of those listeners, yeah, Sean is uh, sitting there beaming from from ear to ear, just uh, relishing the uh, the thought of getting into it this weekend and getting into Ireland. Let's let's cut to the weekend then. You spoke about the squad there. Just pick out one or two names, possibly some of the, the newer names that people might not know that, that truly getting you excited, or possibly even some returnees. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's, a, it's an exciting squad. It's a mixture of experience and some um, some newbies in there. Um, we've all probably heard of her already, especially through Allianz 15s, uh, Cecilia Tuolopu, um, outstanding individual, 18 years old, like a strong, physical um, girl, but also a great girl to have in the environment. Um, keeps us all young, to be honest, with her TikToks and, and everything else. And yeah, a uh, couple of girls have already mentioned it before. She's too cool for this squad, which she, she absolutely is, but it, it tries to bring us along with us. So she, you know, she's a domino force on the field, but also a great squad player and a good, great girl to have in the environment. So loving her. Um, and then, you know, we've got people like Jenny Scoble as well, a new front rower in the mix, which I'm excited. Like Jenny's new, she's come from Welsh Prem. Um, really strong girl, excited to see how she develops throughout this this campaign. And then we've got loads of experience as well. And, you know, girls like Sean in the autumns, like Alicia Butchers has been on fire for, for Bristol Bears um, and was really good in the autumn. So looking forward to see how Alicia goes. But, you know, we've got Jazz Joyce and Kayleigh Powell as well in that, in that backfield, which is, I spoke about it earlier, like, they're just going to be dangerous because they do it week in, week out, and they're going to be dangerous again because they're such a threat, so much pace and, and skill, and how they bounce off each other is really good. So, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that combination as well. You spoke a little bit more about the, the, the newer players there. Some more experienced players. Jonathan Harris, obviously, plays yep. in, in, in the back row. 
uh, number eight. Um, she was. It was certainly the, the name that, that jumped out at me because she's just been brilliant for Worcester for for many a year now. For whatever reasons, yeah, not not been involved. Don't need to to need that. But but she is back now. Is it nice to have the likes of her and Karis Phillips around just to just to share that that responsibility and that leadership a little bit more or, and take a little bit off your shoulders? Oh yeah, massive! Like having someone of Shauna's experience is is huge for the squad for her to come in and bring some of her knowledge and experience. And as you say, she's been on form for Worcester for, for some time. So also the competition that she adds to that back row is brilliant. Like it's, it's a coach's headache and that's exactly what we want to be creating is headaches for coaches um, because that means our, our squad is strong. So, you know, that's, that's brilliant. And I, that's Sean Ed coming back in as welcome from, from that aspect, you know, our back row, it's a tough, it's a tough call. Like it's, it's really hard for coaches in that position. So, well, that's happy days. That that just shows we're in a strong spot with the addition of Sean Ed. So that's fantastic. And yeah, Karis is as I've been a great addition since autumns as well. Um, you know, she took her opportunity with both arms, played brilliantly, give us great platform. Um, and you know, she's a full-time contracted player as well and pushes the standards daily with us all. So, you know, that's brilliant too. And she's got great experience and a great rugby brain as well. So yeah, like when you add that experience into the mix with the youngsters, like this is an exciting Welsh squad. Yeah, it certainly is. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not going to particularly ask you to to go there because you, you've done it on a, another media platform. But uh, Laurie Norkett, well, uh, yeah, amazing to, to see her name. And yeah, there'll be lots and lots of people looking from from lots of different places uh, with great pride in, in seeing her in, in the squad. Absolutely. Um, Ireland then, new management. Slate's been quite clean. They've had apologies. A bit, a bit like you, you, you guys. So the periphery is really, really positive and, and feels like moving forward. What are you expecting from them at the weekend? To be honest, that's the thing. A bit of unknown because oh, new yeah. management, new, new uh, players, nine new caps, I think I've yeah. see, seen in their squad. That, that's massive. So almost a little bit of unknown. But what we do always know from Ireland is is the determination, passion and, and physicality. You know, they, they, they will bring that. And, the reality is, similarly to us, they're going to have a point to prove. You know, they've narrowly missed out on World Cup qualification. Lots of disruption there. And those girls will be chomping at the bit to put in a performance, do that jersey proud and prove a point that, you know, we, we're here to stay and, and we we deserve more than what we've achieved really over over the last year, you know, because I know they're gutted with their with their qualification process. So they'll be looking to prove a point. But as are we, we we lost to them substantially last Six Nations, which was a was a tough turning point in in our in our history essentially. Um, and we've come a long way since then with how we all feel and the resources we now have. So we've got to back that up with performance. So we've got a, we've got a point to prove. Um, and because now we're professional and we're working hard, we can break out. So I think it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a tough test match, but these are the type of test matches we want. And hopefully we've done enough work to to come out on top. And But the main thing for us is we're concentrating on what happens within our own arena and what we can control. Um, and that is our performance outcomes and how, how we how we execute our game plan essentially so that's what we're working towards now and I'm just excited to see how we can hopefully execute that and deliver upon it um but yeah there's obviously going to be loads of external noise and pressure you know you're now professional and you should be doing this this and this but 
the message to the girls this week is like, let's concentrate on what we're trying to achieve and what we're trying to do. But I, I know for certain it's going to be a tough test match. Yeah, certainly will be. She's, she's got all coachy on us, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, performance, oh, sorry. <laughs> performance outputs and all the rest of it. No, no, no we, we, we all know what I mean. Uh, but you're looking within yourself, controlling controllables. Absolutely. L- last one, because I yeah, get the sense you, you, you want to get out of the park and play on in, in the next five minutes. Um, what constitutes success this Six Nations for Wales, Sharon? I think um, for us, it's consistent performance. So consistently performance for, for 80 minutes, so game upon game and 80 minutes and continuously taking steps forward. So each game by game, you know, vary, varying our game and taking strides forward in how we, how we win or how we adapt to the game scenarios. And I think that's success for us. We've seen it in autumn. You know, we've got a two-year losing streak we win against Japan, we win in South Africa, it's two steps forward, we have, we have a 40-minute performance against Canada, essentially, first half, and then they come firing at us, we didn't, didn't deal with it the best. It's about 80-minute performances, week in, week out. Um, and, yeah, that, that needs to be our, our focus, essentially. Um, where We want to be known as a team that works hard, and works hard around the park and works for 80 minutes. So that's how we'll measure ourselves, is how we deliver that for the full game. Brilliant stuff. I will. I will let you go. Um, really, really appreciate you, you coming on and, and giving us your thoughts ahead of this. Uh, yeah, really important week of what is an incredibly, incredibly exciting and important year for for Wales women's rugby for for women's rugby altogether. But uh, yeah, much appreciated and really, really excited to see you go at the weekend. I'm Jake Awesome to speak to Shane Lady Crap, and yeah, looking forward to getting some uh, some other Welsh players on the pod as this Six Nations goes on. She speaks very, very well, doesn't she? Um, and yeah, just again being being a little bit realistic, wasn't she like uh, like Jada saying that the professionalism, togetherness, and all the rest of it is certainly there, but actually those those physical gains which we're we're seeing from England now, where you know. X amount of months down down the line won't probably kick in in the Six Nations. It's going to take a little bit longer, you know. And obviously, you know, reap the benefits. Hopefully, as far as they're concerned, um, at the World Cup. Yeah, and I, and I think you know, does that mean they're going to go out and try and not win games? I don't of course think not. So, but I think just having that kind of realistic approach to to what they want to achieve and how they're going to do it and how to match themselves up. And, and where that gap still is, they're very much in their infancy at the moment. And it, But that is going to have a massive dramatic effect on their results, I think. I think they are going to be far more competitive. They are going to be far more together. They're going to be tactically very you know, collectively on the same sort of page as opposed to just a couple of people pulling the strings for them. Um, and so I think they've got so much excitement to go into this because... I think now is a real opportunity to see where they are. And, and I think they're going to surprise themselves at the, the leaps and bounds that they would have made. Um, but also it will highlight the, the physical attributes, as you mentioned, that take time to develop and, and improve. Um, but, but yeah, you can't but feel pretty excited about what this side's going to produce. We see the majority of them performing so well at Bristol Bears and, and across some of the other um, teams as well. Um, you know, a couple of new faces in there, a couple of uncapped, Emma Swords being one of them, uh, from Harlequin, she's been involved in the squad. So, you know, they've got a little blend of, of all of that 
go together. It's going to just be so exciting to, to see what they produce this weekend. And going up against a team very much similar, but not in the same position, as we've mentioned before, around how the whole new blend of Ireland and, and what they're going to be able to bring and, and, like you say, the fire in their belly, you know, for them two to be going head-to-head early, like in first round, I think couldn't have been a better matchup. No, I can't agree more. I, I, I don't know whether it's us being being excited about the, the position of Welsh women's rugby, um, but it, for me, one of the most exciting Welsh squads for, for quite some time. Uh, as you say, six uncapped players. Uh, I've got to give a little nod to Larry Norkett. Um, people would be very proud from high and below. Um, also including that uncapped sort of group, uh, Jenny Scoble, who, who Sharon spoke about there, Emma Hennessy, you mentioned Emma Swords, uh, Cecilia Tupolotu. Um, who, who could be very, very big for, for, for Wales, a Gloucester Hartbury player. Craigie George is in there as well, who's been marshalling, uh, marshalling the troops at Gloucester Hartbury very, very well in, indeed. And then Kaylee Powell and Kelsey Jones, who were out for large parts of last year with injury, come in as well. But the, the one big name for me was Seanad Harris. Um, luckily, they spent some time with Ollie Phillips, who, of course, coached Wales women. Um, for a short time until COVID came around. He said he's basing, sort of basing the entire team around her, such as her uh, ability um, as an athlete, but also as a rugby player. Great to see her back. And some selection headaches in that back row now. Yeah, no, I'm really pleased to see her. I mean, you just look at how some of the players have fought. We mentioned Bristol, but how they're playing at uh, Worcester. You know, it's exciting that they've got a lot of... Um, you know, more depth there. They're not relying on just one player to, to hold the ball and to create something and and kind of be that pivotal individual. They've now got units. They've got groups of players who are playing together. They're consistently playing together. Um, and then what that we, we see the effect and we have seen the effect for so long where how the English players have, have played a club together and then gone straight into an international setting and it'd be really seamless. And yeah, headaches, competitiveness, you know, you want players like that. And I think, you know, the fact that, you know, some more retainers were announced and things like that, yeah. there's always more opportunities to come from this squad. And I think as a player, if you're not right in the mix at the moment, you've got everything to play for and everything to fight for. Um, so, yeah, it makes it pretty interesting. And, and like I said, genuinely really excited to see how Wales go. And I genuinely want them to perform. I want them to do really well because they deserve it. Yeah, they do indeed. We're talking about coming out of a sort of darkness into some light. Um, Ireland, close on the heels of of, of them. Uh, what do you make of, of of Ireland's squad? Yeah, I think, again, it's we've obviously seen some players depart. They've got a lot of new um, talent coming in. They did some talent ID stuff, some, um, some kind of screening workshops to see what, what level of talent and ability that they have within Ireland. They've obviously got quite a few players playing overseas. So, again, it's, it's very similar to how, you know, with you in Wales, just without that kind of paid contract side of things. New coach, new players in. There's a lot of experience in there. Again, they, they will be still hurting the fact that they aren't going to the Rugby World Cup massively. Yeah. And they'll want to make sure that they're doing the jersey proud and they'll want to restore some of that um, you know, within their own system, but also for their fans and for the country, they'll want to make sure that they're 
they're, they're filling the green jersey with as much pride as they can and, and want to go out and they'll want to start with a bang and and again a, another country that's come on but there's a hell of a lot more that needs to be going on within their, their own organization but but we we know that things are moving forward which is great but um yeah i think they're just going to have something about them this year so it feels like they're going under the radar a little bit yeah. um and I, you can't don't underestimate a, a wounded irish side no indeedy so um well look let's go right inside the island cap now and speak to their new captain nicola friday Thank you so much, Ireland Captain Nicola Friday, joining us on the Women's Rugby Pod. How does the armband fitting round on the uh, on the top of the arm there? The, the big smile is selling us selling telling us it all. But uh, where are the emotions in terms of the sort of personal accolade of, of leading your country to the Six Nations? Yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a whirlwind of a week, <laughs> but um, I found out on Sunday, so in camp with the girls in a team meeting and. Um, Greg zoomed in my parents for for the announcement as well so that was that was really really nice and really like it made it a very kind of special moment for me and my family um, look it's it's a huge honour I suppose like not <laughs> there's only a select few that kind of get to captain your country so for me to be given this opportunity I just feel completely privileged and honoured and I have such a like the, girl, the squad of girls behind me are they're unreal so it's been it's really exciting and I'm just really looking forward to kicking off the tournament now on Saturday. Yeah, huge congratulations from, from everyone here. Um, talking about that, that, that squad um, and obviously now that yeah, we're, we're Thursday now and, and that team has been, been announced, it, it looks on, or certainly on paper like a, a very, very strong squad. Yeah, like look, we have quality players across the 38 player squad. Um, I suppose this 23 are the lucky ones that have got to put the jersey on first. So um, I'd hope that with the girls that we have out on the pitch that we'll be able to hit the ground running now on Saturday afternoon. But um, yeah, like it's it's an exciting squad and um, like we're really looking forward to just getting out, out on the pitch now. Is there a sense, and we're not, we're, we're looking forward, certainly not back. Is there a sort of freshness to it? That's going to come, of course, with with a with a new coach and a new captain. But it, does this seem to be a, a slight likeness to to everything and, and some some stuff? Between, some water's gone under the bridge, and, and and we're looking forward now as as, as an Irish women's program. Is there a real sense of that starting starting into this Six Nations campaign? Yeah, hundred percent. Like. There's no point dwelling on the past and yep. for us now we're moving forward and we want to put Irish women's rugby right back on track and our first step to doing that is is this Six Nations and putting some really quality performances out on the pitch and just coming away from it being really happy with what we can do and, and looking back at what we can improve again and push on forward like we're, we're the only team in the Six Nations that aren't going to a World Cup but we want to prove that we should be one of the teams going to a World Cup so that's kind of like that's, our, I suppose, the chip on our shoulder for the Six Nations. But, like, we just want to focus on ourselves and just make sure that we are putting out really good, exciting performances for our supporters and that it just shows kind of the direction that we're kind of trying to move forward as a squad and, as like, as a team. What's been the number one thing you would say that sort of changed and, and, and that, that Greg McWilliams has, has has brought in? What was the top of his, his kind of list to, to alter or change or, or just adjust slightly? Um, like he he's put big emphasis on like ball and t- uh, ball and play time so like he wants us to be 
like firing through plays at like and keeping the momentum of the game going momentum high and putting up like our opposition under pressure with the amount of time that we have our ball in play so that's been a big focus of his and like that's what our our training sessions over the last few weeks have been focused on and like it's it's been really like beneficial I think like we're we're doing those drills but then we go into like kind of match pace and like it feels nearly easier than what you're training at if you get me so it's it's been good to kind of inject inject that kind of that pace and that dem- that high ball demand um, into the game again. And speak to us about this weekend, finally, um, about Wales. Um, what are you expecting from them? What are you going to bring to the party at the RDS? Like, they're a huge physical a physical pack and, and team. Like, they're not going to... They're going to come here probably looking to tar- target us, target us, like, physically and put us under pressure through, through big carries and big tackles. So, like... We need to make sure that we kind of match them with that intensity and also that we kind of get to play the ball a bit wider and like get get like our moves executed um because they like they will pounce on any error that we make because they're that kind of team. So it's going to be but I think it's gonna be a good match. Like we're really excited. Like I think it's it's well matched the two teams. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a good day on Saturday, I think. Yeah, couldn't agree with you more. Two two teams with plenty to prove. I mean, just those battles out wide um, are just going to be exceptional. Look, I, I will let you get off. Thank you so so much for for squeezing us in today. Really appreciate it. All the best for 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 the weekend and for the rest of the tournament. Great, thank you very much. I'm Kira Bevan, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. Talk to us about Scotland, then, Rachel Burford. Um. It... No, I think Scotland are in a relatively good place. They've probably had the most amount of preparation that they've had going into any Six Nations, um, just with the Dubai campaign, obviously the autumn and, and the World Cup qualifiers then. But they're going to have a lot of confidence within their team um, for doing what they did, where probably everybody under that had written them off expected Ireland to win and, and probably didn't expect Italy to, to go through as well. And, and so I just think, you know, they're a team that are simmering really nicely they've got so much talent like they genuinely do and it's with all that time together can they produce something that we haven't seen before potentially you know I just question whether you know mentally it's been such a tough two years for them um you know things getting cancelled moving left right and center and then going to all the qualifiers then going to Dubai now straight back into Six Nations Uh, it's it's tough it's tough for the players so you know, how, how mentally strong can they be during this campaign? What support do they have during the campaign as well? Um, but they've got plenty of ingredients to, to really challenge teams this year. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Well, let's uh, speak to the captain then. Joining us to represent north of the border, uh, it's the Scotland captain, Dr. Rachel Malcolm. Look, she's still grinning from walking around <laughs> Murrayfield. I always got the tan dead. from Dubai, the grin from Murrayfield walking around the stadium. How are you? How's things? Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. Uh, back in camp this week with the, the girls, which has been class. I'm excited for a big few weeks to get hit. Yeah, absolutely. But because you spent a lot of time together, World Cup warm-ups, obviously that, that time, extended time out in, out in Dubai, you just pick up. It's like riding a bike, is it? You just pick up kind of where you've left off, whereas that possibly wasn't the case in the in the past. Yeah, definitely. I think like you probably hit the nail on the head. Like we've we've talked a lot about the fact that we're a lot more settled than 
than any Six Nations we've come to before because it is often like that's your first camp of the year or your first camp of the season. Uh, whereas, like you say, we've had um, all that build up towards playing out in Italy in September, then all that build up towards I don't know autumn games, and then and then playing out in Dubai in, in January February time. So, yeah, we we feel pretty good about um, where we're at and feel good about the way we want to play and stuff like that. So, so it is a bit different to, to previous Six Nations, but um, we feel pretty confident. Good. It certainly seems like a, a very settled side. Um, pick out one or two names, possibly some of the less well-known names that yep. um, that our listeners are going to have to look out for in the Six Nations. Yeah, so in the forwards, I'll probably pick out Evie Gallagher. She's um, a back row who's had a fair few opportunities now. Uh, yeah. We saw her in last year's Six Nations. Um, we've seen her all through the autumn and, and out in the qualifiers as well. And she's um, kind of can play six, seven or eight. She's she's someone that's got a bit of everything. Um, she's very physical, very strong, super athletic, really, really talented back row. So she's someone I'm, I'm excited to see how she goes. And then in the backs, uh, the likes of Shona Campbell out in the wing. So she's been in the, the, the GB7s programme. Um, she's made a massive impact in training, every opportunity she's got. So she's had two caps now. Um, and, and and really performed well in, in both of those opportunities and in training, really pushing pushing for a, a starting spot or or a spot in in a in a Six Nations um, match day squad. So she's super exciting. Um, and also another one I probably pick out is Evie Wills in the centres. Um, she's someone that's that's been fantastic in training and worked her absolute socks off. So uh, yeah, those are probably my three to watch. Awesome. There you go. Straight from uh, within the camp. And a few of the more experienced heads just returning as well. Just think of the, the likes of Hannah Smith. Um, you know, things do get rough. Um, you need to put some fires out. Of course. Sorry. That was We've terrible. got a gal. That We've was, got a gal. Dreadful, wasn't it? <laughs> um, you got firefighter Jay Conkle back in. Yeah, no. Hannah's um, a massive addition in terms of that midfield. She's a threat in terms of particularly, you know, the line she cuts in, in attack. She's she's world-class at that. But also defensively, she's she's absolutely solid and one of the best tacklers in our team. And, and Jade, God, we all know what Jade brings like. She's oh. probably the most prolific carrier in, in, well, in my opinion, I'm biased, but in, in world rugby, you know, the numbers she racks up game on game um, and not just the numbers, but the the impact with each of those carries is, is phenomenal. So to have a player like that to give you front football, no matter who you're playing against, is is massive. So to have her her back, obviously she was away last Six Nations, is is class, and and both those players are great to have in and around camp as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, a bit nervous about selection. Yeah, always nervous about selection. It's the same every every game, and especially <laughs> I'm I mean, more so now. Like we've built a huge amount of depth in our team, and yeah, and so like all of us. Uh, and are fighting for for spots, which is exactly where we need to be to push Scotland women forward. So, um, yeah, no, always nervous. <laughs> I, it was was slightly tongue in cheek. Listeners probably can't can't look the the right <laughs> smile on my face. I mean, to, speaking of Jade, it moves us on to just a couple more, if you would, uh, Rachel. Um, she took on Saracens back row, probably clear up Miley Packer, Vicky Fleetwood. Yeah, that, that that could be an England back row, uh, and was absolutely outstanding last time they played. So. Yeah. You know, she could certainly do it. Is it a good time to face England first up? Um, I, I don't know whether it's a good time or not, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> um, you know, like, it's it's one of those... To be fair, I, I think if I'm thinking about it from selfishly from our point of view, it's probably good 
because if anyone's going to highlight some of your weaknesses, it's the best team in the world. So why not do it at the start of the championship and, you know, learn from those 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 kind of key lessons as we come through the game and go on and, and get better game on game because that's our big aim. But it's probably the best time for us. We're, we're fresh. We're excited to get going with a new aim ahead of us. Um, and yeah, first up, toughest challenge. Let's go. <laughs> Happy days at the uh, DAM Health Stadium, is that? Damn right. health, yeah, that's the one. Damn the health stadium. Um, what do you what do you have to get right, Rachel? Defense. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're playing against the the best team in the world, so you've got to get your defensive systems right. They have threats in every single position across the pitch, um, and you give them a sniff of a chance, and they'll be through. So defensively, we we have to be on the money. Um, and then I think when we have the ball, we've got to play our rugby and not let them dictate what we do. So those would probably be my our two kind of focuses going into the game. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big old white behemoth juggernaut, isn't it? That you can get sort of sucked into it and what have you. Uh, and very very lastly, you set goals. Um, you ask this, and they're not often given given publicly, but. It, you know, it's a big old year. You've now got got the the World Cup. The, the weight is off the shoulders. Yep. Um, is it is it now purely about performance building to to World Cup, or is it right we've, we've got to say win those home games, et cetera, et cetera? It's probably a bit of a boring one from us because we're we are really not focusing on wins. Um, we we obviously go into every single game trying to win, um, and I and I think if we put the performances in, we will get wins. But we have just come off the back of focusing on one end goal for six years. And now we are finally kind of there. Now we've got however many months till New Zealand to get as good as we can possibly get in quite a short space of time. So this period is going to be about us improving game on game, putting in consistent performances, but also blooding as much new talent as we can. So we've had a pretty consistent um, group of players who've started and been in match day squads and, and players who've got bits of time here or there this is going to be about trying to get those players exposure to to test match rugby and, and start getting us ready to go and, and take on a world cup well i think berth that's just about the six nations covered what what's was that just just four of the captains uh one of the head coaches uh and lovely jana from uh some from sunny palmer so i think that's the six nations pretty much covered off for for week one there is some news from around the world to bring people up to date with, though, isn't that? There is, and we've got some news regarding the European Championship. Sweden beat Switzerland 48-0. Sweden execute a dominant display to win this year's European trophy, so congratulations to you. Despite one more game to go, Finland versus Switzerland, Sweden are clearly top of the table. The Round 7 is set to return for the first time since 2019. On April 23rd, 24th, the first round of the women's qualifiers will take place. The teams competing are Canada, Jamaica, Mexico, Trinidad and Tobago, Dominican Republic and Cayman Islands. It'll be a round robin and then the top two will play in a final. And Blackfern 7s take the win in the third leg of the Super 7 series. They do indeed. News from Canada. Sandro Farino leaves his position as head coach. This ends an 11-year stint with the organisation, including four years as head coach of the senior women's 15s programme. Kevin Ruert will replace him as the women's senior 15s head coach, promoting him from assistant coach for the past four years. And bringing you some Premier 15s league news. 
With the Premier 15s on break for the Six Nations, there will be no official rounds last weekend. However, a rescheduled match saw Saracens beat Gloucester Hartbury 35-20 to to extend their league to the top of the table. We have the first round of the second leg of the Allianz Cup this weekend in Port A, Harlequins versus Bristol Bears, DMP Durham Sharks versus Wasps, and Gloucester Hartbury on a bye and in Port B, Exeter Chiefs versus Loughborough Lightning, Worcester Warriors versus Sale, and Saracens also on a bye. However, in the English Championship, it was a full round of matches. Two weeks ago at North, all games were postponed except Loughborough Town, who beat West Park Leeds 64-12. And in the South, there were wins for Buckingham Swans, Old Albanians, Richmond, Thurrock and Hove. And in last week's round of the Championship in North, Loughborough Town, Harrogate, Cheltenham and Kenilworth all recorded wins. West Park Leeds and Litchfield played out a 26-all draw. In the South, there were victories for Bath, Richmond, Old Albanians, Henley and Thurrock. So Thurrock lead the Championship South on 39 points with Old Albanians chasing them. And in the North, Cheltenham Tigers extend their supremacy on 87 points with West Park Leeds chasing in second. This weekend, we had Loughborough Town against Fairwood Waterloo. Nova Catchers against West Park Leeds. Kenilworth travelled to Harrogate. Litchfield host Barnsley. Down south, we have uh, Battle of the Bees. Bath against Buckingham. Blackheath take on Super Marines. And Richmond are on their way to Henley. For the first time ever, Railway Union have done the double. They won both the All-Ireland League and Cup. They still whoop, victory whoop. over Bowes with a 52-12 win at Templeville Road. And it's, it's, it's brilliant tries in there. And that's fantastic for Railway Union. And it, it, yeah, it's a shame that we're you know, busy with this Six Nations because, um, yeah, obviously we spoke to Lindsay Peak the, the other week when they, they picked up the, the league. But uh, that's brilliant for, for Lindsay, Pete and the crew. Well done, them. Uh, Super Rugby, Al Picky. Yeah, had a real trouble getting hold of some, some Kiwi players in the last few weeks. But we, we will get some reaction to this. Um, we've had all three rounds have taken place since the last episode. And it's huge congratulations, of course, to Chiefs Manoa, who are crowned this year's champions of the Maiden Super Rugby Alpiki Tournament. We will try and get some reaction to that in the next week or so. So the full results, round one, uh, the Chiefs beat Matatu 17-15. Um, and the Chiefs went on to beat the Hurricanes 29-5. The Blues are victorious over Matatu. Uh, and the final round, Matatu went down 6-18 to the Hurricanes and the Chiefs Way win at the Blues, 35-0. And let's take you to the Super W news now. Two weekends ago in the Super W, Melbourne Rebels. Start that again. (laughs) And let's take you to some news for the Super W. Melbourne Rebels drew against the Brumbies, 17 all. Queensland Red lost to Fiji, drew 12-27. And New South Wales Waratah beat Western Force, 31-14. Last weekend, Queensland's Reds 15 to 10 against Brumbies and Fiji Juar beat Western Force 45-17 and New South Wales Waratahs beat the Rebels 67 to 10. Fiji and New South Wales, sorry, New South Wales Waratah compete for the top spot of the table heading into the fourth leg. Both teams are on 15 points with three wins from three. Fiji Juar edging ahead on points difference at the moment. There'll be no matches this weekend as there is a week's break. The Super W returns on the 1st of April. Now that's a mouthful. Isn't it just? (laughs) 
My word, it's just you know, just some some great rugby over there. Any rugby fan worth it, worth their salt to see Fijiana Drua winning. Uh, I'm winning. Well, it's just it, it's great, isn't it? Um, for the continuation and growth of this game, I'm exhausted. No doubt you are as well, Berth. You got some other meeting to get to. No doubt. Let's just have a, a couple of shout outs uh, just to finish off pod number two of this week. Uh, one. Sp- Sporting World Project has set up a Just Giving page towards the Ukrainian refugee effort targeting donations from the rugby community. The link is at justgiving.com forward slash fundraising forward slash David hyphen cotton 15. That's forward slash fundraising forward slash David hyphen cotton C-O-T-T-O-N 1515. And a huge shout out to No Woman, No Cry, which has its first screening on Amazon Prime on Friday, the 25th of March. But it's also being streamed at Richmond RFC, which is home of the director, Victoria Rush. Tickets are available to attend this screening. Just check out their socials. Yeah, indeed. So, and the last shout out to Darlington Ladies RFC are seeking a sponsor for their summer tour 2022. They've got in touch wanted a shout out there it is Darlington ladies hopefully you can find someone to back what will be a good tour yeah and yeah, fair play no woman no cry uh, good to put these things together it looks like it's a really really nice cut look forward to to certainly seeing that and uh, yeah the, the more chatter more positive chatter that, that we can get out the the, the better um, I'm off for a lie down at a Horlicks probably <laughs> probably not in that order um, but yeah brilliant brilliant couple of pods this week Berth Thank you to to all of our guests uh, from the England camp to Sarah Hunter to Simon Middleton, Connie Powell uh, to Vicky Cornborough to the captain Sean Lillycrap to Dr Rachel Malcolm to Nicola Friday and to Jada Franco to you Berth to everyone else for listening to Tom and to Bluebell enjoy gorge yourself on the feast of rugby this weekend until next time